It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up. And today we're going to continue our look at the Carolina Panthers in terms of roster breakdown by position, looking at the players on the roster, looking at some free agents at that position, and then looking at some of the top draft prospects at that position. Last time out, we talked about the quarterbacks. Today, we're going to shift our focus to the running backs, where, of course, the running game was not the greatest for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Cam Newton, of course, was the leading rusher with 750 yards. Um, Jonathan Stewart and Christian McCaffrey only totaled about 1,100 or so rushing yards between the two of them. Obviously, McCaffrey was very solid in the passing game, but you want to see McCaffrey do a little bit more uh, in terms of the running game. Obviously, the Panthers have high hopes for for him. They did spend a top 10 pick on him. But overall, you know, there's def- there's definitely room to improve, but the upside is still there with McCaffrey. Um, looking at the the cap situation right now, uh, the big one, of course, is Jonathan Stewart, who carries about a five and a quarter million dollar cap hit for 2018, uh, but only a million and a half of his contract, or rather, I should say, if the Panthers were to cut him. They would incur about, they would incur one and a half million in dead cap, but they would save about three point seven million in cap space. Uh, looking at his contract right now, I believe that would come from a roster bonus. Yes, he has a, he actually has a one million dollar roster bonus due on March 14th, which is the first day of the league year. And then he also has uh, $37,500 in a per-game active bonus for 2018, which would total $600,000, and he's got some incentives. So he's, he's due a $1.9 million salary. But, of course, right now none of that is guaranteed. Uh, again, they would save about $3.7 million if they were to cut him. Uh, as far as the other guys go, obviously McCaffrey's not going anywhere. Second year of his rookie contract, obviously it would be big money to get rid of him. Uh, Fozzie Whitaker, though, due a salary of $1.1 million and also has a $50,000 workout bonus. So the Panthers would save a little over $1.1 million if they were to cut him. There would be no dead cap. And Cameron Artis Payne has a very small figure. He's only he's only due about seven hundred fifty thousand in two thousand eighteen. So even if they move on from him, it wouldn't save much uh, as far as cap space goes. So if any if anybody's going to leave, uh, could be Jonathan Stewart to save about three million in cap space, almost four million, and maybe uh, Fozzie Whitaker 
which would save about a million in cap space. You know, obviously Jonathan Stewart, wrong side of 30, still has kind of the, or I shouldn't say really wrong side of 30. He will be 30 years old, but still, he's obviously up there in age and didn't really tack on the numbers in 2017. He had a couple breakout games, but I believe, but he only had, I believe, two games all season where he rushed for over 100 yards. Obviously, he had the big game against the Vikings, which really kept the Panthers' playoff hopes alive where he rushed for three touchdowns. But other than that, Stewart was still pretty, I don't want to say ineffective, but obviously not as dominant as he, as he has been in the past. So I uh, would not be surprised if if the Panthers do eventually move on from Jonathan Stewart, and I, especially considering this is a contract year for Jonathan Stewart. He is scheduled to be a an unrestricted free agent in 2019. So this is the final year of his contract. So maybe they keep him one more year or they just try to save that extra cap space and maybe go after one of the free agent running backs and looking at some of them right now. And over at Panthers Wire, we've also been doing some free agent profiles, potential targets, I know one guy we brought up was Dion Lewis of the New England Patriots, which would be, you know, a bit of an interesting fit. Certainly, um, he, was, he would probably be maybe similar to Jonathan Stewart, and he's only two years younger than than Jonathan Stewart. But in terms of cap space and contract value, he's probably going to end up being about the same as Jonathan Stewart. He's probably going to command about, you know, maybe five, six million a year, which was about where. Jonathan Stewart was so you know Lewis is a, is a possibility but I don't know if I'd hold my breath on them going after him uh, it's also fitting we're talking about running backs too because of course another big name has been added to the free agent pool and that of course was Doug Martin who was released today by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, but it was hard to believe though that Doug Martin is already 29 years old you know, it doesn't feel like he's he's been in the league that long, but sure enough, he's 29. Uh, obviously, Le'Veon Bell is is the big name free agent right now, unless of course the Steelers slap the franchise tag on him. Uh, they've also got guys like Shane Vereen, Frank Gore, Rex Burkhead. Of course, is an interesting name now. He really, you know, he he was always a solid player when he was with the Bengals, a good special teamer and kind of a change of pace back. You saw him sprinkled in here and there, but Definitely got more of a look in New England, especially at the goal line. You know, he turned out to be the better free agent running back pickup for the Patriots. Mike Gillisley really disappointed. I know there was a lot of a lot of hype around Mike Gillisley, especially in fantasy circles. We all thought he was going to be the goal line back and he was going to vulture a lot of the touchdowns, and that just wasn't to be. But Burkhead back on the market. You know, would he be a possibility for the Panthers? You know, maybe, uh, especially down at the goal line. You saw how the Patriots used him. Maybe the Panthers use him in a in a similar sense. Uh, Isaiah Crowell, free agent. Uh, and again, we talked about Deion Lewis. Legarrette Blunt is a free agent again with the Eagles. Jeremy Hill, you know, he's got some name value, but boy, did he slip off. Real fast in Cincinnati. He had 
a real great rookie season and things just really spiraled out of control for him that quickly. So, again, he's probably more name value at this point than anything. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And then a couple others. You know, now we're getting to not really the big names. Uh, Jarek, well, Jarek McKinnon is obviously an interesting name. You know, he, we, saw, we saw him perform well. After Minnesota lost uh, Dalvin Cook early in the season, split time, of course, with Latavius Murray. And first it was McKinnon that was putting up the numbers. Then Murray kind of seemed to take over. But McKinnon, of course, is kind of that, you know, small, speedy, athletic back coming, of course, from that option offense at Georgia Tech. So very, very athletic kid. So, but they're kind of. Uh, and Carlos Hyde of San Francisco, also an interesting free agent name. So definitely some interesting free agent names, even before we added Doug Martin today. So those, those are just some possibilities in terms of, you know, if, if the Panthers want to go after running back, uh, they'll probably go after. Again, I, we talked about Deion Lewis, maybe Lewis. Uh, I wouldn't. Wouldn't mind seeing Burkhead though. Uh, but again, what do you guys think? You know, I was looking at the free, and I know everybody wants to talk about receivers when we talk about free agency, and obviously we'll get there. But you know, right now the focus is running backs. If there's any, if there's any running backs out there in the free agent market that are intriguing to you that maybe you'd like to see the Panthers go after. You know, if you're a fan of. Dion Lewis, or if you think maybe they should go after a guy like Legarrette Blunt, who was certainly one of the key cogs in helping the Eagles win the Super Bowl. So a lot of interesting names. Again, want, definitely want to know your thoughts. You can always hit me up, of course, at Bill underscore Setti on Twitter, and let me know what you think. So that's a quick look at the free agents for the running backs, and then, of course, the draft, I really like this running back class, actually. You know, it's not too often. Haven't really been loving a lot of the running backs. It's It seems like it's been a while since there's been a running back class that seemed this good. Obviously, the top guy, of course, is Saquon Barkley of Penn State. Now, granted, Carolina obviously has no shot at him, but Barkley has definitely been a topic for discussion recently in terms of how... How perfect of a prospect is Saquon Barkley? You know, I've, I've seen people that are touting him as one of the greatest running back prospects we've ever seen. He does have his flaws, though. You know, he does like to dance around in the backfield a little bit now. Of course, his offensive line wasn't the greatest, but he still kind of left some yards on the table by some of his hesitation and his 
dancing around, but there's no doubt that he is arguably the best running back prospect, and in some minds, maybe the best prospect in this class. You know, and he'll probably go top six, maybe, you know, maybe top five, maybe the Browns take him with one of their first two picks. So it'll certainly be, and again, I, I think the matter with Barkley too is the need for quarterbacks among the teams at the top of the draft or teams in the middle of the draft that might trade up for one. That could cause Barkley to slide a little bit as well, but I don't think he'll slide too far. I, th- I think it would be a real shocker if, Barkley falls out of the top 10 picks. Then you got some other interesting names. Obviously, of course, Darius Geis of LSU is another strong one. You've got the two Georgia running backs. Sonny Michelle is probably the better of the two. And I also kind of talked about this in the one article I wrote actually for the Bengals Wire, looking at some of the running backs. I think maybe NFL teams might like the fact that Michelle has less mileage on his tires than Nick Chubb, because Chubb actually ended up with more career touches than Michelle, although both numbers-wise put up similar numbers last season for the Bulldogs. I also talked about the fact that Georgia, I don't know what they're thinking in terms of why they went away from Sonny Michelle in the second half of the national championship game against Alabama. I mean, you continue to pound Michelle, they probably win the national championship. They don't blow, they probably don't blow that 20 to seven lead. The game probably doesn't go to overtime. And we're probably not talking about a freshman Alabama quarterback leading the tie to another national championship, but if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, such such is life. It is what it is. But uh, in terms of prospects, I, I definitely like both. I think both can be very solid. The buzz seems to be that Michelle might be... Early second round pick maybe sneaks into the first round, while Chubb probably lasts until the third round. And part of that, too, is also, I think, because there are a lot of good running backs in this class, and there are definitely some running backs you can get both in running and in the passing game later in the draft. Uh, one name I'll mention is Caleb Bellage of Arizona State. I think he's shown he can be a, a pretty good pass catching pass catching running back. Uh, of course, Bellage's claim to fame was that seven touchdown performance in 2016 against Texas Tech. Uh, and then, of course, he also kind of took a back seat uh, in 2017 to DeMario Richard, who was uh, the more productive running back rushing for over a thousand yards or so. But Bellage's 
Balazs is a guy I can get behind, and I think he held pretty well when he was at the Senior Bowl. Got a chance to kind of showcase his skills a little bit, and even some of the other running backs at at the Senior Bowl. Like looking at them as a group, I thought there were some some pretty decent ones. Akram Wadley of Iowa was an intriguing guy. Uh, Jalen Samuels, I'm really intrigued by his versatility because he kind of played all over the place for North Carolina State. He was actually the leader for NC State in terms of receptions. I believe he had 76 receptions in 2017. In fact, each of the last three seasons, uh, Samuels led the Wolfpack in receptions, and he was also one of their top rushers. So he was kind of all over the place. I've seen some plays. I think even in the, the press release for the Senior Bowl, they listed him initially as running back, fullback, and tight end. I think he was kind of a mix of a three. Uh, in the end, he was actually listed as a running back, which I think could kind of help his stock a, a little bit. You know, I mean, either way, you know, tight end, he would have been intriguing, but certainly a running back as well. Uh, there's actually a, another running back that I'm just starting to learn about recently that people have been talking about and seem to be intrigued on, and that's and I believe, you know, I, I could be saying his name wrong here, Naheem Hines, 5'8", uh, 200-pound junior, rushed for, I believe, over 1,200 yards for the Wolfpack. I've been seeing talk about him, so he's going to be a guy I'll have to check out at some point. Um, Royce Freeman was a guy I was interested in seeing at the Senior Bowl, but he ended up not going or ended up... Uh, I, b I believe he had an injury that took him out. Uh, and, and that was the the unfortunate thing, too, with the two Georgia backs, Chubb and Michelle, as both of them actually declined their invitations to the senior goal. So it really would have been nice to see the two of them. Uh, and then just a couple others. I also talked about Josh Adams of Notre Dame. I uh, was pretty intrigued by the way he would kind of throw his body around and be willing to do anything for the Notre Dame offense. And then I talked about Justin Jackson, who was just a very productive runner at Northwestern, rushed for over 1,000 yards in all four seasons that he was there. So I, th I think those are a couple names, at least early on, to keep an eye on. Uh, Javorian, or... Not sure of his, of his first name. The Franklin kid out of Western Michigan. Uh, Edo Smith. E Edo Smith, I'm really surprised he did not get a combine invite. I, I think that's very surprising, especially considering he played at the Senior Bowl. And, of course, we also almost had this issue with uh, Shaquem Griffin of Central Florida, but he ended up getting an invite. But Edo Smith of Southern Miss didn't, and his... His college career was really one of the best. I believe they said something about, what was it, something, just looking at his bio. Because I believe he finished with almost 4,000, with about 4,000 rushing yards. So, you know, he was definitely a very productive running back for Southern Miss. So, a bit of a shame that he didn't get a combine invite but hopefully, 
hopefully he still gets his chance. I, I think he will. He'll probably be a, a late round pick or someone will, will nab him in after the draft and get a camp invite. But o- overall, uh, and of course, another top guy I should mention too, Ronald Jones of USC, a guy that's really making some noise, it seems. Rashad Penny of San Diego State is another intriguing back. Uh, was a really productive back at San Diego State, even when Donnell Pumphrey was there. And Pumphrey, of course, went on to become the all-time leading rusher in NCAA history. But Penny still hold his own, held his own very well. And he's about 225 pounds. So he's definitely got some build to him. So, But a, a lot of... A lot of intriguing names here at the running back position. Uh, I don't expect the Panthers to grab one early, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they take one maybe in the middle rounds or late, later rounds to kind of fill up the depth charts, you know, especially with, again, Jonathan Stewart entering the contract year. So it may soon be time for them to look at running back again, even though they just took one in the top 10 of last season. But that's that's a look at the running back position. Uh, again, not not necessarily a huge need for the Panthers, but certainly one that I think they'll have to address a little bit at some point. And there's definitely a lot of intriguing options, both in free agency and in the draft. And uh, again, would would like to know your thoughts. You know, if you have if you have thoughts on Guys you want to see with the Panthers next season, whether it's free agency, whether it's the draft, again, hit me up on Twitter and let me know your thoughts. And hope you enjoyed this episode. And I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. And, again, check out the the rest of the Locked On, the Locked On Podcast Networks, uh, both here in the NFL and NBA, as well as MLB. I almost forgot to mention uh, they're starting to build their MLB channel as well. I've been seeing a bunch of teams starting to get some locked-on pods over there as well. I've, I've seen the Yankees have a pod, the Cubs, the Twins, the Reds, the Angels, the Pirates. So really nice to see that the Locked-on Network is continuing to expand to now include Major League Baseball. And, of course, you know, spring trainings, the first spring training games are just a couple days away First regular season games are about five weeks away, so if you're a baseball fan, uh, it, it's coming quick. And you know, so it'll be interesting to see with the Yankees, with getting Giancarlo Stanton, how him and Mike Judge, how many home runs they can hit. Um, the Astros, how they handle being the defending champions. So it should be an intriguing season. So go check those out as well as all the other episodes here on the Locked On Network. And so until next time, this is Bill Rossetti saying thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast. And until next time, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 